coming up on podcast 1640. Mercedes-Benz doubles their EV sales. Which ones are selling well, though? Stick around. I'll let you know. Also on the show today, reveal the Ferrari 499p Le Mans hybrid hypercar. A long wait for the new Hummer and new Tesla build records for the Model Y, which is good news if you want to get your hands on one. Those stories and a lot more coming up on the podcast today. So let's crack on. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Monday 31st of October. Happy Halloween if you're partying tonight or getting dressed up. My name is Martin Lee and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. Well, the podcast this month is sponsored by the new And Charge app here in the UK. They're partnered with Ionity to begin with. Answer five quick questions about the charge location you're at. Earn rewards. You can exchange those for £5 in credits at Amazon or even £5 to spend at a time at Octopus Electric Universe. Download the, uh, the And Charge app right now. Let's kick off with news about Volkswagen raking in almost half of Spain's EV subsidies, doing it with their Seat brand, which is the Spanishy bit of VW. Good news, it means Seat should be around for a little bit longer. I have had my thoughts about what they'll do with Seat and perhaps Cupra in the electric world, but of the 900 million euros of subsidies allocated to EV development, VW raking in about half of those with their Seat brand. Uh, the money's being doled out to 10 projects submitted by companies, uh, but over half of that going to VW. Part of a 10 billion euro in investment in Spain's auto industry, as Spain doesn't want to get left behind when it comes to supply chains and making electric vehicles. Now, headline story, Mercedes-Benz doubled their all-electric car sales this year. Uh, Q3 is what we are looking at, the third quarter of the year. Uh, They were at 30,000, which I know if you compare that to the likes of Tesla doing those mega numbers, doesn't seem a lot, but that is 6% of all Mercedes sold. September was very strong. 13,000 new pure electric vehicles, uh, of which 3,500 were the EQBs. Now, I've not driven an EQB yet, but I rather like the look of them looking quite practical as well. In terms of the plug-in car sales, that's plug-in hybrids and pure electric in Q3, it was 76,000. And in Europe, the share is much higher. uh, And uh, of all the cars Mercedes-Benz sold, uh, about 34%. So really, really high. A third of all their car sales either, uh, well, they have a plug socket on, what they call XEV. So BEV or PHEV. Now, let's talk a little bit about electric car owners and mileage and how far you travel and the tax that you pay on your cars. It's called um, vehicle excise duty here, and it's it's free. So if you own an EV, there's no, you you sort of call it road tax, but it's not really the full name of it. Um, But the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, has revealed that drivers of EVs and vans will start paying, very likely to start paying road tax again uh, in 2025. Uh, EV owners don't currently pay because of zero emissions. An exemption for EVs uh, was guaranteed until 2025, which is five years before we all switch to EVs here. Uh, 2030 is our cut-off deadline, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of per-mile charging rather than a road tax or just something. Um, that gets some money back into the government from all the money they're losing from road tax on petrol cars. Now, the Ferrari 499P Le Mans hypercar has been revealed with loads of hybrid power. Uh, The FIA 
WEC or WEC uh, class is continuing to grow with the addition of a new Ferrari. After announcing in February last year, it would rejoin the class that replaced LMP1. Ferrari now showing off its Le Mans hypercar, the LMH. And it has four-wheel drive with a seven-speed sequential transmission, electric motor up front, uh, on the front axle, 900-volt battery pack charged by Ferrari's energy recovery system. Uh, that recharges during deceleration. It's tech taken from their Formula One program. Now, in the UK's Guardian newspaper, Henrik Fisker has been interviewed. They say that he is bullish, uh, now making their first vehicles, the Ocean SUV, for deliveries in November. He says the firm will definitely produce 40,000 vehicles next year, and as many as 50,000 if it ramps correctly. Despite burning through $228 million in the first half of this year alone, Fisker are pushing ahead uh, with their new developments, their new cars, like the pair. Uh, now, Fisker's first job, Henrik Fisker was at BMW. He designed the Z8, went on to Aston Martin. And Fisker has not tried to imitate traditional car makers. It's going to rely on the Austrian contract manufacturer Magna to build their cars. Also saying that the mistakes they made with their first car, the Fisker, uh, back in 2011, it was too early, they say, to launch a plug-in car. Uh, By teaming up with Apple's key supplier, Foxconn, the Taiwanese company, Fisker will build the pair in the famous former GM factory in Ohio. Put a link to the Guardian article in the show notes if you'd like to read more. Now, this is run through Google Translate. It's a German article I found today, uh, and the headline translates as Tesla's bubble has burst. This is not a critical uh, web article against Tesla, by the way, before you start thinking, well, is it another one of these kind of German newspapers or magazines that's anti-Tesla? Nope, not at all, but rather Stefan Muller. Now, Stefan Muller is the head of Germany's leading electric car rental company, Next Move. Now, I know Stefan Muller from the videos that Next Move make on YouTube. They do their weekly news program. But they also have a big car rental company with electric vehicles. Uh, And so that's his business in buying and running and then selling, at the end of their life, electric vehicles. And he says, how well are the up-and-coming manufacturers, Neo and BYD, going to expand? He says, well, the Chinese are late for a market launch. They missed the electric boom of 2022 with rising prices and high demand. Neo has already reacted and expanding their offer. He says BYD's top models are expensive and the cheap Atto 3 SUV offers at best the level of a low compact class. Now, Mr. Muller from Next Move said the German Tesla bubble burst back in September. Until now, Young used vehicles, again, this is Google Translates, I think you and I would say nearly new. So nearly new used vehicles could be resold to somewhere like Denmark for profit. But electricity prices are rising in Germany. The market is saturated. Demand is plummeting. As a result, the prices for nearly new Model 3s has fallen by €5,000 this last week. In just a few weeks, the market, which worked out lucratively for almost two years of people buying brand new Teslas, running them, selling for them for a profit because of the long wait times, he said is now settling down into what he calls a normal used car market. And that's probably a good thing, I guess, for buyers because 
a bargain can be had. Now, I'm going to be recording a special video podcast with Richard, uh, Richard Simons at RSEV, and uh, talking about the state of the market, because what better? Uh, this is obviously Stefan Muller in Germany, but we have access to our own expert in the EV market, and that is Richard. And so... He buys a lot of cars. He sells a lot of cars as well. And so there's nobody better uh, to understand what's happening right now. I've noticed something similar. And because we're thinking of selling the mighty, mighty MG, not because we don't like it. It's actually in great condition. It's just we've had it for just over a year. And, well, you know, I do an EV podcast. I should probably own an EV that's different to the MG. So it just it's literally for that reason. And so... At some point in the next couple of weeks, I'll get around to selling it. And so I've been looking at prices, and they're pretty, they're pretty good, sort of 21, 22, 23,000 pounds for the exclusive trim in good condition of the MG. But what I've not been looking at is really at the prices of other things. And Richard was saying, actually, a similar thing is being seen here in the UK, where the the wait time on Tesla's website, which was six or eight months, is now coming down a little bit. I had a look myself, and that is indeed the case, certainly here in the UK, where those vehicles will be coming from, um, China. Uh, Mr. Muller said that, um, can Teslas hope for lower prices? He said, yes, maybe as early as December, but certainly from the first quarter of next year, um, Tesla will be able to supply vehicles at a rate that others won't. So that's interesting. So there is a silver lining there, at least if you're looking to buy a car, uh, that you'll be able to get it in reasonably good time. Now we'll talk about the GMC Hummer EV, completely sold out for two years. It can be the more opposite, could it? You know, Tesla's, well, you might need to wait too long at the minute. And the Hummer, well, it seems demand for the Hummer EV is massive. As big as the vehicle itself, writes thedrive.com. They're unable to keep up with demand. Previously closed orders for both the SUV and the pickup versions of the electric truck for next year. But even if you already had a reservation, it might be a while. GMC's global VP, Duncan Aldred, revealing that the status of the truck during a briefing about the Sierra EV, actually a different vehicle. Um, according to him, both the pickup and the SUV versions of the truck are sold out for two years or more. The drive says that to make matters even tougher, in November, GM's factory zero, where they build the hum is being shut down for a month to upgrade it. And so, again, that's not going to help, is it? Uh, They built 700 Hummers in the month of September. And according to GM Authority, that's around a third of all the units built so far. All right, stay where you are. Coming up on the podcast very soon, we'll talk about why someone says charging your car overnight on cheap rate is the wrong thing to do. We'll find out their logic on that. And what's the future of battery technology? Well, there's some things coming which i think might be worth a discussion those stories and a lot more coming up stay there now let's talk a little bit about tesla building ten thousand model y's in just 42 days at giga texas and how do we know that because tesla don't always give us the uh, full transparency on these kind of things well they tweeted uh, yesterday actually on sunday tesla announced via twitter they've built twenty thousand model y's at giga Texas. Now, we know how many they made because 43 days before yesterday, uh, they announced they'd made 10,000. So thank you very much, Tesla, for telling us, you know, signposting every 10,000 cars you build because it means that they're doing, you know, maybe 1,600 Model Ys a week. We don't know if that's linear. There might be shutdowns. There might be maintenance here, there, or a day, whatever. 
you don't quite know what happens there unless you work at the, the facility. Uh, but on the earnings call back in July, uh, Elon Musk did say that Giga Texas should exceed a 1,000 cars a day in the next couple of months. Well, he's done it to build 1,600 a day over the 42-day period is very, very impressive. And hopefully, again, good news for buyers because that means wait times are coming down. Now, electric bikes are next in the news and Lime in London has unveiled £6.3 million of new funding. Uh, the funding has helped the firm launch their fourth-generation electric e-bike to expand their footprint in Hackney and Hammersmith and Fulham. I see them, when I go up to London now, more and more of the green Lime bikes around. And e-bike companies have come under fire for the sort of uh, urban wasteland that they create. Because if you haven't got to take them back to a certain place, uh, like the higher place or a designated place, uh, they and people you can just stop anywhere and leave the bike and then walk away, um, it can be a bit of an obstacle course at times. And so I think... Uh, you know, there's some questions to answer uh, there, but that's great news. They're expanding north of the border in Scotland and Edinburgh uh, is having a bit of a head-scratching moment because the council rolled out 81 new charges recently funded by Transport Scotland. And as part of that, they agreed energy prices, and that's 35 pence a kilowatt hour or 30 pence for the fast charges, 25 pence per kilowatt hour for standard charges. Now, that is half of what some people are are paying at home. So you could go out with your EV, go and collect some electricity, bring it home, and it's half of what you're paying domestically. Now, the council in Edinburgh have effectively said, like, we're subsidising electric vehicle drivers, so we need to do something about this. Now, I don't know how long those prices are locked in for, if they can change them overnight, um, but reflects a whole bunch of stories we talked about recently, like uh, Podpoint, Tesco's, ending the free scheme over here at the supermarkets that... It is a challenging time for energy in Europe, which when I talk to my American friends, it isn't really happening there yet. Maybe it never will because we've got some different exposures here to Russian gas and things like that. So, yes, one to watch. Now, charging cars overnight at home on cheap rates, that might be wrong. Well, according to Stanford Research, it is. And I was reading this piece of research, and they said the majority of EV owners charging their car in the evening or overnight are doing it wrong. In this new study published in Nature Energy, uh, they showed how the whole model it puts the grid under more pressure. And I'm thinking, what? This is all wrong. Like, uh, even I know this is wrong. Uh, they found that EV growth will increase peak electricity demand by 25%. And as I'm reading this and reading this, and it comes quite a long way in the article, and it says... The current time-of-use rates encourage consumers to switch on electricity at night time, uh, dishwasher, washing machine, etc., etc., when it doesn't reflect the fact that there is significant solar and wind on the grid. And I'm thinking, hang on, where are they talking about? And it turns out the whole article was about California, a very, very specific place, a very specific grid, a specific location that has excess electricity during late mornings and early afternoons because of all of the solar installed there. And so if most EVs were charged during the day, then cheap power would be used rather than going to waste. Aha. You've always got to look for the details. I would say nine times out of ten for everybody if you or in somewhere that's not a sunny place like California with all of this solar on the grid, then 
you are much better off charging overnight on cheap rate if you can get yourself a nice cheap rate deal. Volkswagen are next in the news. An autocar magazine saying, actually, Volkswagen might change the naming conventions of their vehicles. They've just launched the ID vehicles. We think they will still stick with the ID name, but for the SUV or any SUV shape, um, we think they'll have the X added. Uh, So that could be ID3X or ID4X if it is the SUV version of the vehicle. Volkswagen saying they actually haven't made a decision on how to use the names Golf, Polo, Passat. These are well-established and well-loved names that would probably disappear with the combustion era going. But do you move to just the ID names and numbers? Well, uh, possibly. Now, here in the UK, wind farms just smashed a new electric generation record onshore and offshore wind farms across the UK, generating a record amount of electricity on Wednesday of this week. Earlier this week on Wednesday, wind power was supplying more than half of what the entire country needed. The new record of 19.936 megawatts beats the previous one in May of 19.916. Back on the 25th of May, the Chief Executive Renewable UK said as we head towards winter, it's reassuring to know that people's uh, the Britons' onshore and offshore wind farms are doing the heavy lifting when it comes to keeping the lights on. It's important to speed up and scale up the amount of onshore and offshore wind capacity we are installing. And I couldn't agree with that more, actually. That is brilliant news that we generated uh, so much. Add a bit of storage and Bob's your uncle. Now, the future of solid-state batteries could be 3D printed. The race to create a solid-state battery that could compete with today's lithium-ion cells is heating up, says The Verge. Solid-state batteries replace a flammable liquid electrolyte in lithium-ion batteries with a stable solid core. More power, faster charging, longer lifespans. And one California-based company are even 3D printing the next-gen batteries. A company called Saku are fitting more battery layers into the same space. And just when you think you can't do more than one story about 3D printing batteries in one day, two come along at once. I'm mixing things up there, but you don't get what I mean. Chinese researchers are developing a 3D-printed lithium metal battery in China, improving the lifespan and energy density. Lithium metal batteries are the next generation of technology. But the bottlenecks, like the lithium dendrite growth, resulting in poor cyclability, low energy density, have limited applications, but now it seems that they can 3D print uh, the cathodes of these, and that gets around some of the challenges, I guess. We'll say again, watch this space. Now, the planners are hoping that the world's most polluted city uh, will get a bit of respite thanks to electric vehicles. The clock is ticking in New Delhi. As another November approaches in the Indian capital, millions of residents are gasping for the notorious seasonal smog. Schools get closed this time of year and people get told to stay indoors this time of year. Hospitals are overcrowded with people with respiratory illnesses. According to a new survey by the Centre for Science and Environment, a New Delhi-based research organisation, emissions from two, three and four-wheel vehicles are more than half of the particulate matter. But it can be fixed. The bold component of New Delhi's war on pollution is the EV policy. Introduced two years ago now, it's already working. 25% of all new vehicles, not established, but new vehicles, will be pure electric by 2024. 
72,000 EVs are on the roads already. That's 10%. They want to get to 25% in the next two years. And I think they'll do it. The shift towards EVs isn't just cars. Uh, It's about two-wheelers and three-wheelers as well. And e-bikes, e-rickshaws even. The government are taking this incredibly seriously. Electric vehicles will provide the answer to so many of New Delhi's air problems. The quicker it can happen, the more lives we can save. It's absolutely brutal living in places like this. And there's no getting away from it. And we need to do what we can as quick as possible. So let's crack on. Now, Iceland Air, final story. Iceland Air will fly domestic carbon-free by 2030, as reported yesterday by the FT newspaper. Uh, Iceland Air's CEO said that they'll take advantage of their plentiful and cheap renewable energy to fuel their domestic flights. They'll be using clean energy uh, to fly with battery electric planes. Uh, They're not specifying the exact technology that will be used, but they are saying that there'll be zero emission by 2030. They have... uh, the uh, aerospace heart aerospace es30s they're 30-seater all electric pure electric planes short distance 125 miles or 200 kilometers and the hybrid electric technology extends that to 250 miles and a big advantage of iceland air is in iceland the abundance of clean cheap carbon-free electricity generated by geothermals and that's your podcast for today man i you know what there's some positive news around with electric vehicles right now uh for whatever reason i know that things might i mean <laughs> we live in strange times don't we um there, there can be highs and lows in life can't there all the time and there's plenty of negative news because bad news sells and bad news gets clicks and people read the bad news and it attracts people but i'm not interested in spreading the bad news and hopefully a little bit of good news on ev news daily every day um if anything like me puts a a little spring in your step sometimes and uh uh, it's nice to hear about these things thank you very much to all of our patreon um, supporters and we have a new premium partner to add to the list which is mega and i can't tell you who they are yet today but i will tomorrow thank you so much that's a top level supporter but joining phil roberts of electric future brad crosby porsche of the village in cincinnati audi of cincinnati east volvo cars of cincinnati east national car charging on the u.s mainland and aloha charge in hawaii Derek riley and the ev review island youtube channel richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling evs in the uk octopus electric universe global public charging made simple with one app and one map, and milbrookcottages.co.uk. Five-star luxury cottages in Devon. You can get booked online right now on the website. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.